Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are talking about a lot of things. First of all, Chris, this is yeah. actually you. This is me. What's really funny about last week's podcast is that Voltron did a really good job really of like of of doing that that's amazing I need to being to you for the first <laughs> chunk of this yes! the podcast I want to hear Ful- Fulton's impression of me I mean to the point where I was like I was like man dang he like gets the rhythm and everything so down. basically you're saying you could just replace me and <laughs> just <laughs> just right click save as Fultron, <laughs> you know. Are you, are there hitmen coming after me now? <laughs> no, no, not not at okay. all. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you're back. I'm back. And this is the first time we've recorded in like two weeks again. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so weird to have gone like because I was gone for that week, right? And then, like then we were back for a minute there, yeah. and then like now we were we were gone for another week again, yeah. and now we're back together again. Mm-hmm. It's just. This whole like ever perceivably to everyone else, it's all normal. That that makes me us, that makes me that makes me uh, reminds me we need to discuss later. I think I'm going to be gone the week that The Incredibles drops. Oh man, so it's going to be a wild one. <laughs> okay, okay, that's a bummer. Da-da-da-da-da. I don't know. I, I almost just... thought that was McDonald's. Oh, theme song. I yeah, it, it basically is. Well, sort of. It's like I guess the first three note, like first three things, are like the same rhythm and the same like ascending kind of. But it's like maybe there's different intervals. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I was flat on the high note on that one whenever I sang it. Maybe that's what made me think of. uh, I guarantee you that me being flat on that note was probably. (laughs) Anyway, so this week we are going to talk about a lot of news because there's a lot of news coming out um, ahead of (laughs) ahead of E3. What, like, dude? What is what is going on? I don't know. Why? I don't know. It's like nobody can wait till E3. I guess maybe people are so worried that the leaks It'll are leak. going to start happening yeah. that like they're like no let's just get out let's just put it out now like we control the control the message well like i mean this this happened weeks ago honestly for the first time um with there was a there was a drop uh on some walmart site yeah i, don't, I can't remember I some it was random, walmart canada. canada yeah i don't even know man like it's so weird <laughs> anyway and like <laughs> what's hilarious is every retailer like it, and the different regions, like, because it's like, oh, well, it's Walmart Canada, like, leaked it this time. But then right. there, I remember, like, last year there was, like, Amazon. Uh, Belgium or like, something. Yeah, Sweden. and it's like, and then sometimes there's, like, Germany. The target, Germany, I think. The target leaks from, like, two years ago here yeah. in the U.S. And it's like, oh, my gosh, there's so many. Like, not only do you have to think about this for each retailer, you have to think about it for each region, too. Yeah. It's like, this is nuts. This is what's funny to me. So, like, the, the one I'm referencing, like, there was, is like, Halo 6 or something. Halo 5. No, wait. No, 6. Um, yeah. It was, like. Like, uh, Forza Horizon Five, like all yeah. these different things. I, I think and it was plural, like plural as well. Horizons. Forza Horizons nice. Five, which we're we're on four. It was we're just all these five. placeholder things, and we're like, okay, cool. Like these seem like placeholders, and these may or may not come out. Who knows? But the one that like was like the most obscure yeah. was like Rage Two. Like, yeah. well, that seems completely <laughs> implausible. So all this stuff is just throwaway. <laughs> the one that ends up being true. <laughs> Is, yeah. is Rage 2. And they were like, well, they forced our hand. I'm like, nobody thought that this was real in the first place, guys. You didn't have to confirm this. <laughs> I, did think, of- 
I did E3. think it was funny though, like because I think they they, they oh, yeah. said they said that their original uh, plan to reveal was to drop the trailer the same day they did, but like two days before they dropped yeah, the trailer, this story. I know that's kind of. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. But then they started like tweeting out where they like were like the rage account tweeted right. out. The, well, the brand new rage account. There was no yeah. rage account before that. That's right. The rage. The new rage there account. One create magically appeared, <laughs> and that even like felt fake at the time. Yeah, a ver. It was verified eventually. <laughs> like a ver- yeah. like a, a rage account pops out of nowhere. It was like, hey, it's like the wrong key screenshot. Art. Yeah, screenshot of the Walmart stuff's wrong key art, wrong font, font, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Not like, all caps. It was funny, <laughs> and we still didn't think it was true. No, I still thought it was fake. Anyway, um, oh, so there's some man. E3 stuff. So I don't, many. Don't know why, but we'll talk about all that. Um, and that's pretty much our show this week. Yeah, uh, we have. Uh, um, our E3 predictions next week, probably mm. more news over the course of the next week. You know, I'm happy that we've waited this long <laughs> for the E3 predictions because it's like all of it would have already happened yeah. in, for a couple well, of weeks. I mean, it may count, be too like, late next week. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, all of the news is already out. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, man. like, uh, and then we'll have E3 the next week. So we'll right. probably, we're, tr- we're deciding whether or not we're going to do, um, we'll probably just do one show again. Like, this is the thing. It ends up being such a freaking long show. Yeah. But um, we'll probably do one show again. We may right. it'll either go up on Monday night and we'll cover like Nintendo the next week, mm-hmm. or maybe we'll do it like Tuesday night and have yeah. everything. Maybe we'll split it up. I don't know. Like right. we we talked or a few years ago. Was it two or three years ago? We did like a show per. I think it was three years ago. They were we shorter. Did. I actually kind of maybe that's the way to go. Just it, to quickly do it. I think it was a lot like um, to do over the course of a week because it was like every right. single night that week we were booked yes. with with like recording. Right. And so it was like, oh man, that's just a lot to a well, lot to handle. It's even longer this time because it's like it's, they start the conferences start on Saturday. Right. There's one on Saturday. There's like three on Sunday, two on Monday, one on Tuesday. Right. It's just like this is stupid, but yeah. Um, we will have all that for you. The, the thing is, I won't be able to watch. I will. Wa- I'll watch everything else. Mm-hmm. I even took off work on Monday to watch the Monday conferences. Sony hasn't announced any kind of theater thing, but um, I think last year it didn't happen until like the week before. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm. I'm not sure how like beneficial that was for them. Really, I, know. I don't know. Well, I think it, it, it creates community among the fans for sure. And I think that's like honestly, if we're gonna say what you know, one of the things I think there's two things that contributed to the PS4 succeeding in the marketplace. Number one, uh, the messaging whenever they launched it, Microsoft yeah. making a ton of stumbles, and then PS4 or Sony positioning themselves as like we're for the gamers. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is the community. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, if all my friends are switching to PS4 from Xbox 360, then I'm going to as well. You know, right. So. Well, and then they have like PSX. They have like a fan, a literally yeah, a, a fan, f- event. A fan yeah. event. I mean, yeah. Know? I mean, they're they're all about that kind of stuff. I totally yeah. get it. I do even know like PSX. Like it took a really long time for them to nail down like what PSX looked like this last year. And yeah. so like I just wonder if like maybe some of those more fan oriented events, they're like ah maybe that needs to be less of a priority, you know, uh, rather yeah. than their other things. Well, and that's I mean, if I was going to say that like one one thing that Sony has kind of like stumbled on in recent past couple of years has been they've kind of lost focus on not the gamers but like on what what are what are you what is your plan what is your, what are you doing what are you showing at e3 mm-hmm. like last year sure we showed a ton of stuff all of it was like two to three years out yeah um they showed god of war again was that god of war the first time last year so it came two out. years ago two years, yeah so like that's the thing yeah all this stuff is like 
Um, We've had two year, basically two E3s, and then it, it is released. Yeah. I think we're gonna have three E3s on Spider Man. Is that right, or is it, uh, or is that just two two E3s ago? I feel like we've been talking about it for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it, regardless, like uh, maybe we had a logo and like a cut yeah, no, scene we did, or something no, like so that. we had a we did we had a cut scene. It was like a it was like a um, CGI cut scene two years ago. Yep. Last year we had the gameplay. actual gameplay, and then this year it should come out this fall. Yeah, comes out in September. Yeah. So yeah. so um. I don't know, you know, and and they've said this year it feels like they're trying to refocus some things. Yeah, because um, like you said at PSX, they were like, "Well, what do we show?" Mm-hmm. Like without showing like things that are that far out. Yeah, or showing another trailer that everyone like. I think two years ago they showed like uh, where was it last year? They showed like Uncharted um, four gameplay, and it was all buggy, and they fell through the world. And had that was rest- a PSX, and yeah. had to restart the. I mean. I don't think that that stuff is even beneficial. Right. That happens. No, I don't think so either. I think like it, it, and I think it's less, it doesn't damage necessarily the perception of that game a ton. Like, yeah. because the gamers will be like, oh, you know, it's, it's still in development. It happens. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a event, so they right. understand. And, but at the same time, I think like you look at like, stock like stockholders and and other like high level people or people who are like investing this are like hey don't do that again yeah you know it's like it's a a bigger deal to them than it is necessarily developer and your game bugs out at an event you're just like oh no (laughs) yeah you're like oh we're never showing 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 anything in that state again um (laughs) but yeah like it's so strange like to me (laughs) with sony specifically that we have um like the new the new uh sony entertainment uh head uh that replaced Andrew House yeah. going out and saying, "Oh, we have a P- the PS5 is going to be coming out in in three years or something like that." Right, and so yeah. it's like, well, if that's the case, then what do you show? Like, do you show something that you perceive as maybe is going to be the next generation? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they have to they have to compress. I mean, I don't necessarily. We, we've kind of complained the past few years with everyone in general who are showing things that far out. I'm like, I don't want to see them that far out. Yeah. By the time they get here, I'm super burnt out on them. Honestly, yeah. on on hearing about it and seeing it. And it isn't beneficial to me. And, you know, like, and you kind of have to pretend like your conference is like platform agnostic. Like, well, this comes out on something. Mm -hmm. So get excited. (laughs) For sure. For sure. It's because it's like, and it depends on what the next PlayStation is as well. Is it like an Xbox One X upgrade where it's like, hey, we still play the old games and that sort of thing as well? Or is it like we had with the previous generation of like a hard stop? So, like, I think it, like, what you show kind of, Depends on those factors too. I think like this is, and this will be interesting as we. I mean, this is the thing. I think the PS4. I have a PS4 Pro. That thing is still super powerful. The PS4 Pro. And yeah, like even compared, I mean, it's, it's it has uh, worse specs than the Xbox One X, but pretty like, it's, substantially. It still but, looks yeah. great. Like this is the, so. I I feel like. There's not as much like need for another console generation right now. Yeah. Um, and we'll see as the the, the next couple of years go by whether or not the you know always you can always play these games approach that Microsoft has like if that will win out against you know hey this is the end of a console generation new games new box new everything i find it interesting like what forces generations and this is maybe a discussion we should have like later on this summer or whatever after e3 to yeah, see yeah. kind of what happens but um the last thing i'll say about the generation thing is like it's weird that 
like you said, I, I haven't upgraded to a 4K TV. I don't really see the seams yet of the like. I'm playing God of War right now. Yeah. I, that game is gorgeous, yeah. and it's on a, a like an original a yeah. PS4, and it's like, oh my goodness. And then see if these same difference. It takes a little bit longer to load on my uh, day one Xbox One, but but man. It's gorgeous still. So like I, I don't see the seams yet until I were to upgrade like 4K. And I think it's like they just need to look at, hey, how many consumers out there in the world actually have a 4K TV? And does like does the Xbox One X serve that purpose? And it probably does. Does the PS4 serve that purpose? And it's like, well, maybe, but I don't know. I, I think PS like PlayStation has more of an incentive to upgrade because of the Xbox One X being so much more perceivably powerful than the PS4 Pro. Yeah. But I mean, I also see it on the side of, of Xbox where it's like, man, you don't want to be in the same position you were in going into no. next generation that you were in at the beginning of this one. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll move on in a second. Like the one thing I want to say is like, yeah, you're right. Like unless you need a, unless you have a 4K TV, you do not need the upgrade boxes. Like you don't need the anyway. Xbox One X or PS4 Pro. And um, honestly, I think that's fine. Like, I mean, I could tell the difference whenever I got my um, my 4K TV. Yeah. Between, so I got the Xbox One X first and I got the PS4 Pro later. Yeah. But I could tell whenever I switched back and forth from um, the, uh, the X and the pro, like, okay, I can tell the difference here. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the 4k, like the graphics are not as sharp. Yeah. Um, the HDR is non-existent, you know, like I could definitely tell all that. Uh, but like, I mean, I don't know what the, I've, you know, the thing is with that kind of stuff, eventually, like you can't buy a non 4k TV anymore. So like eventually that stuff just kind of catches up and it's, yeah. We're like, as soon as like, if, if my TV were to go out tomorrow, guess what? I would get a 4k TV because you have to. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, I I honestly kind of think it might um, behoove Sony to force a generation upgrade because if you look at last generation, the PS3 and Xbox 360, eventually toward at the end of the generation, the PS3 caught up because like mm-hmm. everyone gets to the end of generation, everything's cheaper, yeah. you know, and then you're like, well, I never played things like Uncharted or Last of Us mm-hmm. or you know, little big planet or whatever your like thing is that you would love to play on that other system. And so you're like, well, it's like 150 bucks. I'll pick it up and play some games. Grab a day after Thanksgiving deal, exactly. whatever, you and know, so people end up with, with, with two consoles. And so you end up with market parity anyway. Yeah. At the end of a generation, the longer you go, the more market parity you're allowing yep. to have. Happen. And I think that that also helped probably with the switch a little bit. Cause you're like, well, I, you know, I like my PS3s. So I'll probably like a PS4 as well and the yeah. pro gamer and blah 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 yeah and uh but right now the ps4 is so far ahead of the xbox if they force a um uh a generation switch now hmm. before xbox catches up to them yeah then they they have a group of people who are ps4 only who theoretically mm-hmm. as long as they do everything right switch over to the ps5 yeah um, without switching to Xbox. That's interesting. Um, Fultron a couple weeks ago, I think he mentioned that like it, a new generation essentially is just an, it, it's a road off of your platform. Like yeah. it's a, you're yeah. like, Oh, this is a, this is a way out of our platform. Right. You know, it's, it's a, it's a definitive it time. Is. You can switch if you want, it's, you know, it's over. And, uh, and so I, I think, yeah, one of the, the two going first staggering those, like the next gen basically mm-hmm. would probably, 
help with some of that because like you think about Xbox 360 like came out a year or so or like a little bit before uh, PS3 did mm-hmm. and but then whenever PS4 and yep. and Xbox One came out this like within two weeks of each other mm. um, or a week or something like that like they were literally within like a, a short really? period of time of each I other. I thought PS4 came out first like like came out six like, months before or something like uh, that. It came out like a two week. I think it came out before Thanksgiving and then Xbox One came out after Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. I'm going to um, look this up real fast. Do it. Um, but yeah, like because they came out so close to each other, it literally was just a like, oh, which of these two b- similar boxes do I want to grab right now? PS4 this was one, November 15th, 2008. Okay. No, 13. I mean, sorry. 2013. Uh, <laughs> I think in 2008 is a very long time ago. Um, and then like, so you can literally just snap yeah, decision. November 22nd, you're right. So like snap decision, you can just be like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and pick up the PS4. Yeah. You know, and, and like, there's your decision already made, but you know, if they stagger them, cheaper, there was a lot of things. Oh, I forgot a, about all that there stuff. There so like, many things. crazy. So, so write a many book things. on that. Maybe I should write a book on that. You should. You should totally write a book on that. You do some research. I would read it. All right. Um, I got one person. Well, and you also, <laughs> you also got the, got some research done already. Cause you yeah, know the dates the research. You know the dates. So, Chris, yeah, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. So, um, I haven't been on here in two weeks, so I'm not going to like it. The thing is, I've worked a lot. Uh, uh, You're on vacation this week. On vacation this week. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just briefly tell I'll, I'll two minutes on that. Yeah. I was going to um, go down to uh, Florida camp on the beach, um, Henderson Beach State Park. Yep. Had everything booked. And then a tro- subtropical storm Alberto came through. And uh, they closed down the campsite. The old tropical <laughs> storm, man. The, the day that we were going to drive down there in the morning, and got a, a phone call, and they were like, um, the uh, beach is going to close from now to Thursday, which that was the day today when I'm, yeah. I was going to come home. And, uh, and so uh, we're going to have to uh, – uh, you can refund your, <laughs> your stay or you can, like, move dates or something like that. Wow. And I'm like – like you're, I was like, you're gonna be closed, like completely. They're like, yes. And then I looked at the weather report, and it was like, basically, they were expecting a storm surge of up to two feet, which literally would have put the campsite underwater. underwater. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad they high closed. Winds, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just funny. I'm glad you weren't all the way down there, uh, or right? half they, half the way down there. I know. Because like, if you were down there, and like, if you'd been there for a day or so, um, it'd be like, oh wait, Camping. we've got to find a new, new campsite that's like more. F- of higher ground, like yeah. inland a little bit. Well, and the other thing was like, I mean, this is our first time camping in a while. And uh, I, I didn't really like relish the thought of just sitting in a tent waiting for this tropical storm rain to subside <laughs> for hours upon yeah. hours. I mean, yeah, that's that doesn't sound like you could maybe like cook any s'mores, you know, no. in that way. Maybe if you had like a little <laughs> camp stove or something like that inside right. the tent, I and mean, maybe you could Luckily, rock it's something. Like, but it's not like the winter time, so it would have been cold, but it would have been real hot. It's also Florida, so it wouldn't have been that cold, you know. Right. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It could get down well, there. We've we've been in Florida; yeah. it's been below freezing. Yeah. You're right. Wind chill of uh <laughs> of like negative negative degrees or whatever. Anyway. Um, but yeah, dude, that's that's both sad and that's also why you're here. Yes. So I've been playing a lot of State of Decay. Um, I played some last night as well. Nice, nice. I'm eager to get your thoughts. So far, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Chris's hot take. Yeah. Really like it. A lot of fun. Um, they don't explain anything. Yeah. Which is super frustrating. I was very... Uh, I was both happy about your like you you gave me some like quick tips right yeah yeah. but then also as soon as i got in there i was like i don't like when do these quick like when does this stuff happen because there's uh there's really no 
storyline or like waypoints mm. or yeah. like I mean they really just kind of set you let free. You do whatever you I still do. don't know. How, like I know that a certain character in my party has a mission that if I like, oh, I'm going to go play them. as that person. Yeah, I can go initiate this mission. Yeah. But whenever I change to them, there's no waypoint. Like I don't know how to initialize. Like be uh, like, the, hey, tell me where to there go is. for this. So something on your map will turn orange. It's a different color than anything else. Okay. So like, uh, but if you go to your map and like you you use the D pad to go up and down, uh, it will highlight where you need to go with that character. Okay. See, that's the none of that was explained. And no, so nothing, like, nothing's explained. <laughs> so I was like, wait, is that the waypoint? Then I went over to the way what I thought yeah. was my way, and I was one that I had set a long time ago. Well, and you, I was like, what? Did you switch from them though? No, I switched to them. Yeah. But you're not. You didn't switch back. No, I didn't switch to someone else. No, that mission's gone. It's like you abandon the mission. Oh no! And they get unhappy. Oh no! I probably were... did do that after yeah. that. Oh it's, no! It's fine. And that's that's the other thing. My that... doctor's gonna leave my camp, Chris. I mean, oh no, John, that's not good. That's you not need... good. Next time it pops, sometimes it'll pop up again, and if it pops up again, you like immediately do it. Because the other thing is, if you let them sit there wanting to do something for too yeah. long, they get upset as well. I've been monitoring their emotions. Like, so this game is <sighs> my hot take on this game is that it's, <laughs> it is a like. It is a management game. Like oh, it's like it's like do you like managing both like multiple <sighs> things at the same time yeah. and then like always having one that's like about to be destroyed. Yeah, well, you just have to know which things are important. So like and because you can totally get lost. You can like you could just play this game for days and days and days and days and days yeah. and never complete the main missions because it, eventually it will force you to eventually one of your character's missions will be to go clear out a plague heart yeah so overall conceit for this sorry just to like we just kind of jumped into this game um if you've played state of decay or state of decay 2 zombie like game. you know what it is zombie game open world survival game um you have this community you have to manage you have like a home base you have resources you have to gather bring back zombies you have to clear out there's a plague heart like there are uh it's, it's a plague so there's plague zombies Yep, and there's regular zombies. It's like, so oh it's man, like the zombies with the zombies got a sickness. <laughs> this world is just so messed it's, up. It's like, a, it's like a zombie plague on top of a zombie plague. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there, there's these hot beds of that, so you have to go clear out these areas, and that's how you actually win the game. Well, that's how you like soft win the game, and then you actually win the game by completing the legacy goals of your um, of your leaders. Mm. So once you have a leader of the town, you know, like. Uh, your sheriff leader or whatever he is. Cause like, like depending on their, um, specialties, mm -hmm. uh, that's what, what, what like kind of leader they are. So weird. Anyway, you win the game by completing your leader. Interesting. Goals. Interesting. Um, and if your leader dies, you have to start over with a new my leader. My leader left, John. What? So, um, because your again, leader's like, you're not, you're not, you're not succeeding at no, my goals. All of a sudden, this is this is the thing. So <laughs> all of a sudden he gets he gets in his mind that so our base like my base is at the very north part of the map, um, kind of dumb actually. Like there's so there's three maps. There's foothills, plateau, and something else. I'm in foothills. I'm in the foothills as well. Like I think sounded like a better choice for a zombie. I was like, okay, there's hills. Well, apparently one of them feet. is 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 the best. I looked it up online, and it's not this one. Oh no! Um, because you waste a lot of gas in this one trying oh, to get around. No. And and I can I can attest that it's true, uh, but my leader. He I'm decided, on my third vehicle, so he yes. decided he all of a sudden I get back from a mission. He decides he wants to go down to the very bottom of the map and like clear out something. And I was trying to get everything ready, but all my people were I couldn't switch to him because he's upset. So you can't switch to him. 
Mm. Someone else has to go do his thing. Mm. Um, well, she's the leader. I'm like, you should just do it, but whatever. Uh, everyone was tired. Everyone was either healing because mm-hmm. I just cleared out a play cart. Mm-hmm. So like they were sick and all that kind of stuff. Or they were super tired and needed to sleep. And so I switched to this other person that I d- didn't have equipped. I was building some stuff in my in my um, uh, fort. And so like I couldn't like grab the materials I needed out of the... Because um, you don't have a backpack on. Well, like I need, I, I could get all that stuff, the weapon and all that kind of stuff. But I need like, I need some materials. Like I need some gas and stuff out of the... Uh, um, my storage, mm-hmm. but you can't do that while it's upgrading. So I had like another like ten minutes on this upgrade oh, that I was no. doing. Probably like in hindsight, should have just canceled it and yeah. redone it. Yeah. But um, by the time that finished, and I loaded up my car and I put all my stuff in my car, I was literally driving away from the base, and it's like he's left. He's, he's gone. He's left the group. Peace. I'm out. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a temperamental game. So yeah, that's my has been somewhat of my experience. No one has left yet. Yeah. Um, but it has been a an interesting thing. I'm also playing Stardew Valley, mm. right? Which is also a management. And <laughs> so you got it, like all the things. Whew, so I'm like, I, I feel like I'm going to put one of them down for yeah. a while just because like I can only handle so much management of right. time and resources. Because yeah. that's what Stardew Valley is about as well. Like you only have a certain amount of time during the day, only a certain amount of energy. Yeah. And you have to like plant crops or, or go fight these other things, go yeah. talk to people. Like anyway, it's a very, like I was like, these are drastically <laughs> different art styles. Styles uh-huh. and like vibes because one of them has they both kind of have zombies but like one of them has like the threat of death and is very dark and dreary one yeah. of them's like bright colorful and like you're you know you're like oh let's go yeah. get eggs at the egg festival um but they both have the same like feeling of like i am managing things gosh dude i mean the thing is i like i like um state of decay too yeah like but again it's like so uh, one tip I forgot to tell you, like random strangers that just like show up on your radio, mm-hmm. like the question marks, forget about them. Okay. Like you don't need it. Like they'll, they'll leave at some point and it might upset someone in your group. Dude, I Who cares? almost, I almost got wiped out by one of them. I know. I was like on my way, you. I was on my way back from a mission and it was like, oh, they're just right there. And so then I walk in there and it's like there's a uh, there's a screaming zombie which attracts other uh-huh. zombies and there's a screaming one of these in a like it's nighttime so yeah. it's completely pitch black yeah and so all I have is my flashlight and, I, and me and this other person are in there and then there's like uh, somebody who we're trying to rescue but like they're trapped in a corner with like all of these desks and things around and it's pitch black oh and there's hundreds of zombies coming in here. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't find the screaming one that I have to take out to stop the zombies from coming. Yeah, that stuff's a little wonky sometimes. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Um, if I was going to give this a number right now, I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not done with it, so I like you know, it's hard to rate something that you're not finished with. But yeah, like my gameplay so far. I, like, and and the thing about it is like, some of the tips I sent you, I like I sent you those things because like I just didn't know that stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, they were helpful. Good. I mean, well, the thing is, 
I feel like I've wasted so much time figuring that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Like I should just start a new game at this point. Oh man, in a new yeah. location and just like then go for it. You know, the other interesting thing I find about like the like your experience versus my experience in some ways will be affected by who you choose at the beginning because like you can inhabit sure. these characters, but like once one person is dead, they're dead for real, yeah. and you have to like you have you have become the members of your community. Like you get yeah. to control them. Well, there's and no save points. You can't re- reload something you f- you messed up. Right. And as soon as it's done, it's done. And and like so whenever you choose, you choose like a set of two characters uh to start out with and you don't have to choose the same characters. Like they're drastically different. Like yeah. I, was, I I chose one where I was like, okay, this one looks like they might be able to actually work together pretty well. Whereas like some of the other ones it's clearly they're going to be butting heads and yeah. like and that sort of thing. So I I don't know. I mean, like it's it's uh, it's interesting that your experience is going to be different from mine. So I find yeah. that kind of cool about it, where it's like this may have this this exact uh, organization of things and events and people and and like this community, nobody else has had that before. So right. yeah. All right, we talked for a long time. Yeah, I think it's time to go into the. The news, Chris. The news. So we've got a lot of it. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's do the non kind of E3-ish things maybe right. first. That sounds good. Um, so we've definitely got the solo news yep. about the um, box office is causing Disney to rethink things. Yeah, who said that? So this was an interview with Hollywood Reporter, um, okay. and it was... Let me see if I knew who, who they interviewed about this as an executive. So it was Disney's distribution chief, Dave Hollis. Actually, so, you know what? The, okay. Yeah, if you want to. But he says there's a uh, there's a question of frequency and how many times people will go to the movies. And he said, is this too much too soon for a third time in a five-week period? Meaning uh, he had they have uh, Avengers Infinity War and then Deadpool was what he was talking about. Was mm-hmm. that, hey, there's this big you know genre yeah. you know event. And then a star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, he mentions in there about the frequency between the star Wars movies where it's like, Hey, is, right. you know, there's a 12, 12 month period with the previous three. This one has, you know, I don't know. Yeah. If we're going to run down. So like, um, so uh, what was the box office take? What was box it? 100, office, 140 million. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was half as much as, uh, rogue one. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I think both rogue one, last Jedi, uh, they hit somewhere around three to 400 million, something like right. that. Worldwide. So, yeah. Well, no, this is domestic. That's domestic, I believe. Let me look. Because yeah. they're not expecting a ton of worldwide from Han Solo is the problem. Because, like, China, the, you know, another big big box office place. I mean, even The Force Awakens that had some Chinese actors didn't do well there, you know. So, like, I don't think they're expecting a huge... Um, I can think of the thing I was reading was talking about, like, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End or whatever. Right. Did terrible here. But did fantastic overseas, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like that was another Memorial Day release mm-hmm. um, that they're comparing this to. Um, so this is my thing. So I think there's several things there. You look at yes, this came after Avengers, which was huge, huge, yeah, um, and Massive. and then Deadpool, which I mean, sure, that's a smaller fan base because it's rated R and it's you know like. This is a family movie that people are going to with mm-hmm. like all their kids and all that kind of stuff, right? You know? um, but so it's the third movie there. It's also the first time since 
uh, what, 2000 and uh, when was when did the uh, Revenge of the Sith come out? Oh, man. 2003? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, since 2003 that we've had a Star Wars movie in the spring, everything else that's been successful, that's why I don't feel like it's fair necessarily comparing it to right. Rogue One because Rogue One came out around Christmas time. So what do you want to go do? Yeah. I mean, especially now and like the, over the past few years, what do you do around Christmas time? Go see Star Wars. You know, right. like I mean, I definitely have have thought before, like, oh man, it's gonna be weird not seeing a Star Wars movie over the Christmas holiday this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's definitely a thing. Like, you know, two thousand five was the last time. So that was okay. uh, Revenge of the Sith. <sighs> so the I think that plays into it as well. I think the fatigue possibly from Star Wars fans. Um not that they are fatigued with Star Wars necessarily, but they were skeptical of this movie because they're still coming off of the, the Last Jedi. This movie either which was very divisive, super, to say the least. Probably the, I mean, probably the most divisive Star Wars film. I'd say the most divisive because, like, generally people were whenever Episode One, Two, Three came out, people were generally like Soft in agreement, it. yeah, that it was not like exactly what they were, you know, not what they were looking for. Like right. there wasn't a camp that was like, "Hey, I'm definitely pro this movie," and then yeah. a camp that was definitely con that movie. Right. Pretty much everyone was like, "These are mediocre movies." Right. Um, and then, so you, going coming into Solo, you were either super hot on the. Star Wars franchise, or you are not, and I think the pe- the people who are super hot, like this is just like a blanket statement, and I, it might be wrong. I think the the people who were super hot on it, love Last Jedi, were kind of like they they're not hardcore Star Wars fans. Like the- I, I would disagree with that. Like, there's quite a few hardcore Star Wars fans that I know of that like really enjoy the Last Jedi. Okay, I, I just think like it's it's a. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think the point of the Last different. Jedi was to try to appeal to people who are not Star Wars fans. Um, from like that's what Ryan Johnson has said. Yeah, and so like if you're counting on them to carry momentum forward, I think that's hard. Yeah, especially know? whenever this movie is so rooted in nostalgia exactly. in that way, where it's like it's literally so called Solo. Yeah. You know, where it's a uh, yeah, it's it's if if you're coming into off of last Jedi and you're like, Oh man, you know, the, the kind of themes that that had going forward was like, Hey, this is uh, a new, new star Wars, like yeah. new, new characters were going on, you know, all the kind of old stuff falling away, that sort of thing. And then you move into this and it's like, well, we're back in the, back in the, the nostalgia, you know, spot. Right, right. And I don't even know that they really marketed this movie in such a way as to really, um, do anything, but seem like it's a nostalgia play, which is like, not what it came like actually the review like we did last week it's it, it's not all about that right it does have those elements to it but does it really well and uh and it's interesting because all the marketing kind of played up the idea that oh man this is han solo chewy right. you know it's and played into all of the the things that you know already yeah whereas like going in like coming out of the movie i was like man that was a good movie yeah well and that's the thing like you know if you go see this movie i think if you were disappointed by the last jedi you're gonna um possibly be pleased by this like i you know i don't think that's a that's a across the board kind of thing but um like i think that um but anyway the overall point is i think the reception of the last jedi depressed these numbers a lot yeah yeah um and so well, and the fact that it's three months or six, like less than six months. Yeah, I mean, the wound is still fresh if you're a Last Jedi um, hater. And so it's like, 
you know, do you really want to go see another Star Wars movie that might disappoint you again? And that's close to it. There was a lot of like talk about like this being in in a you know bad spot from the production standpoint. Right. Whenever like the first two directors were removed yeah. and and Ron Howard brought in, and it's like while after at the end of the day, like I look at that and I'm like, hey, yeah, that was that was definitely the right call. Yeah. Um, but from the outside looking movie. in, it looks and and the thing is, Disney but at the time, I didn't know that it was. And the thing is, Disney like my 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 question is like it didn't seem like Disney had a lot of faith in this anyway, uh, performing well, and and because like there were just rumors that they didn't they didn't put a whole lot until the most like past couple weeks, whole lot of marketing power into it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they also had other things to market with. I true. mean, with uh, they knew what, what kind of a big hit they that. had on their hands with the Avengers, and it's like. I don't. I I yeah. really do find it strange that Disney had two. Like, if you Deadpool aside, because like they're gonna vote on whether or not they're gonna buy Fox like sometime yeah. this week anyway. But yeah. it's like Deadpool aside, you have a gigantic event movie that's coming out. Yeah, a couple of weeks before a very expensive movie that you've put together. It's like I don't know why you chose to do that. Um, yeah, it's 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 you forget it's the same company. You know, like yeah, you because it's completely different genres. Um, completely different, maybe not audiences necessarily. They overlap a lot, right. but like you forget that that's all Disney. Yeah, you know, like, and it's like they—it's not like they didn't know what they had on their hands with Infinity War in my mind, or or even Han Solo. I right. Think, I mean, well, I th- yeah, I think it's a good movie. I agree, and it's—I—I I just think like on from that perspective, they have seen the development troubles that it was yeah. in and that sort of thing all along the way too. So it's like, again, like I didn't like at the time you look at those, those things and yeah. like people are like, Oh man, you're keeping the, you know, k- killing people's creative vision. And it's like, no, 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 this, this was a good call that yeah. you, you brought in somebody well, else. So like so. the, so what's the quote? What was the quote exactly? So he, there's a lot of quotes that this person kind of throws out there. Um, but the one about the frequency, uh, let me see. Well, what's, yeah, what's the main, the main one you led with? So the main one you lead with is that um, they are rethinking the Star Wars strategy, like, or, or rethinking some of Star Wars. Like he says, in there, he says, there's a lot to look at, and it's going to take us some time to understand this. For sure. Um, and I think, like, timing, we've just talked about all that. I think timing is definitely one that hit the nail on the head with. Um, I think content, um, like, and I, what I hope they don't do is say, Hey, like, we're going to change these. We're not going to do a, a, a sequel to this, or we're not going to do a Kenobi movie or whatever it is. I think what they probably need to look at is like, well, maybe we don't spend $400 million on this. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a smaller budget for these smaller stories Yeah, that we still want to want to have told. And like, I guess like what I've always wanted from the Star Wars movies is similar to what they try to do with a lot of the Marvel movies, but like they don't necessarily always pull it off the best way. We've talked about that before. It's like, oh, this is a superhero movie, but it's also like a mash of the superhero genre and and a different genre, right? Like where they put together, hey, these are two, like here's a space opera and this and the superhero genre, or here's a um, spy movie, you know, our attempt at a spy movie and a superhero genre. I kind of like, but I would love to see those things in the Star Wars universe because like you don't have to just have one Star Wars movie per year like you can have like a film noir Star Wars movie in that universe and still have like a mainline Star Wars movie I think this was basically a caper movie yeah like it didn't but the thing was the thing the thing I the way I think it succeeded was spoilers for Solo I guess Um, mild spoilers mild spoilers is like it didn't fall into a lot of the tropes of a caper movie Mm -hmm. in terms of like uh, we didn't 
there was an assembling assembling of the team, but it wasn't like, hey, we got to go get this person, yeah. and we need a somebody who's small enough to fit in here, and we need somebody yeah. who does. There wasn't all that stuff. There wasn't you the, know, like, the Ocean's Eleven exactly, of it, you know, yeah. which is which is what kind of the set the standard back in the day for what a modern you yeah. know, caper movie kind of is. So like it didn't fall into just the things that just take time and are kind of unnecessary at this point, right? Like, um, but it did some of the, like, hey, we, hey, this is our plan, yeah. and blah, 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 and, you know, like, that kind of stuff, like, yeah. talking through it as you see it, that kind of thing was definitely in there. Um, yeah, like, I, I, what I, I just hope that what they don't do is say, the smaller Star Wars stories mm-hmm. don't work, we yeah. will never do them again. Yeah, especially since, like, some, some things that they set up in Solo, like, you want to pay off for, yeah. in the next Solo movie, or... In other standalones, other standalones, which is what I like. What we've always wanted is the Obi Wan Kenobi yep. standalone. Like yep. we for sure want that. Yep. So like I really do hope that that doesn't like kind of pour over into into that. And you you hope that the the word gets out about this movie and that yeah. it, like oh it's a it's a slow burn. And I want to go see it again. Like, um, for sure, I plan on seeing it again too. So I don't know. I mean, it's it, we'll yeah. see what happens with this movie. I will never know. I still just I I wish I knew what how this movie would have performed had it come out in December. Yeah. That's, That's a huge variable to me yeah. in my mind. There's not much in December this year either. Like as we were running down the year, or uh, there on hasn't our first been episode. the past few years. Like there's maybe been like what was it last year? Was when did Thor Ragnarok come out? That was uh, November, November or late October. So like it was far enough away that it stayed out of Star Wars. Like yeah. there's not that much in December, Mm-mm. and and Star Wars has performed incredibly there yeah why move it right well i mean like the the general rule of thumb before star wars put something there and like it blew it out of the water was you shouldn't probably release a movie between thanksgiving and christmas exactly it's like you either release it um pre-thanksgiving or you release it on christmas day and then yeah you know but then that movie and all of the other star wars movies changed the way people kind of viewed that time frame um to the point where it I feel like Jumanji performed incredibly well, like in that yeah. that time frame last year, um, and uh, and I don't know if it would have if it had come out like if the precedent hadn't already been set. It, like they probably wouldn't have put it there. They probably would have put it on. I mean, there's Christmas always Day. like weird things there. Like it's it's like yeah, I think what did Beauty and the Beast come out there? Mm, like no, I think that it, came out in the spring. I'm pretty sure. Or so there was something there. Was, things, there or there maybe is Jungle another Book or something. There is another know. movie. Yeah, Jungle Book I think came out r- around thanksgiving at some point like yeah. one of those years but um i think there's an, the the directors and creators of or the creative minds behind the the modern uh beauty and the beast are gonna have like the nutcracker coming out around that time so this cool. year yeah it's like oh man not super excited <laughs> anyway um that's that news story Chris. all right on to some gaming news, mm. but not in the way you would expect. Not the E3 stuff yet. We've got Player Unknown's Battlegrounds mm. Studio is suing Epic over Fortnite. Yeah. This is an article uh, by Brian Ashcroft of Kotaku. And uh, he writes, South Korea's PUBG Corp, the studio behind player-owned Battlegrounds, is suing Epic Games, the developer of Fortnite, for copyright infringement mm-hmm. in South Korea. So what's interesting about this, I think, uh, I think this is going to probably take up the next like ten minutes. So, um, what's interesting about this is like this filing happened back in January, yeah, and we're just now hearing about it, which is mm-hmm. super weird. Um, it's strange that it like takes that long to trickle through like the court systems or like well, the, the documents were, and things like we that. We knew that they were upset about stuff, and they talked about like possible like 
copyright infringement, but like they were very public about it. And then I think in some and then all it, of a sudden, it, like that's what I'm saying. There was, yeah, they were real public about being upset. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they file something and we don't hear about it for four months. Right. That's I remember weird. that there was an interview where someone asked uh, uh, the PUBG head about yeah. it, and he was like, "My lawyers have told me not to talk about ah, it." Okay. Okay. And so, so they they stopped talking about it. So here's the thing. Um, uh, I think. Um, it comes at a weird time. I've, well, we'll look at the like the hot, the like you know, f- the general like reaction is to be like, well, they're just salty because blah 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 blah. Because Fortnite is making more money than them. yes, exactly. Or the, and they've taken a lot of their fan base and all that kind of stuff. Which right. sure, that's legitimate. One hundred percent, they have. Um, <laughs> but placing that aside for a second and looking at it from like, okay. Is this po- possible to like? Would they succeed? Is this legitimate? Um, I think there's a couple things to look at. Uh, so, you, like you and I both took copyright law in um, college, a couple of law cl- classes. That was right. like 2007 years ago. Yeah. So this is very like this is informed, <laughs> informed guessing, informed legal work, but don't take right? it as as fact. Well, and then like <laughs> this is also U.S. copyright law, whereas like they're suing them in, in South Korea. Yeah, so like who knows which, what? The, I mean, the laws are kind of based off of this. I mean, you know, yeah. you, I mean, they're in large part places like South Korea, Japan. They're based the same kind of laws are based right. off of U.S. copyright law. Right. So and I think trademark law in the U.S. differs somewhat differently, but copyright is generally right. like a worldwide, like roughly this uh, the same concepts applied differently. So uh, I don't necessarily always want to start with a negative, but I want to. We have to in this sense to, to like think through it. I think the things like so the things that they specifically said that they are um, disputing are UI. And weapon design. Yeah, I think like uh, from from a creative standpoint, like in order to prove um, that something is copyrightable in the first place, mm-hmm. is it has to be original, mm-hmm. and you have to be the first person who did it. Mm-hmm. So, like I think that like that can to- that totally applies to like characters and like places or uh, d- like you know like way buildings look all that kind of stuff things yeah. that are very like recognizable design basically guns possible like you know like if han solo's blaster i'm sure is is copyrighted like i would assume mm-hmm. like if you released a movie and this is han solo although the thing is like you can pay homage to things yeah and it's not a copyright you know like it has to be a derivative work at that point um so for instance, in uh, Ready like Player One, GTA Online, right? Sure, that too. <laughs> like they have a Batmobile, basically, right. but it's not a Batmobile. Exactly, because it's changed enough yeah. where, like, hey, I recognize that it's supposed to be a Batmobile, but it's not a blatant like copy of this other thing. Exactly. And that's where, like, visually, I don't. I think they have more problems. Like visually, um, like with the UI, if we're saying you have to prove that you're the first person to have a square mini map. <laughs> And you put it in the upper left-hand corner, mm-hmm. and it has a grid. Mm-hmm. Like you, ha- are you kidding me? Yeah, the first person who did that. I don't yeah. think so. So like, you have to prove that all these things. Yeah, like you're the first to do all that. I don't necessarily know that you could copyright that. What you can copyright is the code behind it, right? Which so, is where you get it gets hairy. Yeah, that's where, well. Well, I think that's where they, they have. They, this is where they have something going for them because. Another part of proving copyright violation is if you have to prove access. And so like something like whenever you sue someone for a song, mm-hmm. if you're a small indie artist and you're like, um, hey, I wrote this song in my basement. I've performed it twice. I've gotten four views on a YouTube video. Exactly. How do you prove that 
Blake Shelton or whoever had access and saw and heard your song to rip it off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it gets real hard. But because, <laughs> and it's, it's even harder, I think, with code because it's like, well, then you have to, like, have to, like, you have to dive deep into the code and blah, 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 blah. blah and they yep. have to blatantly pull it out. In what, in what companies view as their proprietary technology. And like most companies will say like their code is their proprietary. For like, sure. Yeah. No one should be able to look well, at and this. Like, and even us as consumers, all we have is like if you look at the legal verbiage on these games, like we just have a license <laughs> to play this. We right. don't even like you don't we don't own, own this game. Even if you have a physical <laughs> disc of it, you don't own it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just have a license to play it. So, um, but in the development of PUBG... Uh, because it uses Unreal Engine 4. But Chris, isn't that owned by Epic it Games? It is owned by Epic Games. Epic Games provided support to PUBG to get the game running well on on Unreal Engine 4, which, because, like, PUBG has had a lot of problems optimizing right. um, their game for, for uh, Unreal Engine. Yep. And in that process, you can prove access to PUBG's code to then, and then possibly... Just copy it over and use it in Fortnite. And tweak it a little bit, tweak it as you need it, whatever. But yeah. So that's where I think they have the strongest ground. And I think they're probably like, I mean, I'm sure they they have grounds for it. I don't think this is a frivolous lawsuit. Right. But like, I mean, that's where like none of us know. And it's going to be up to a court to decide, is this code um, a blatant copy Mm -hmm. of PUBG's code? For the same engine, that's where it gets so crazy, yeah. dude. Yeah, and like, and immediately whenever uh, Fortnite kind of dropped their news or whatever, there was like, they were like, "Oh man!" And we have this. We're inspired by PUBG, uh-huh. so here's the mode, <laughs> right. right? And PUBG kind of looks at it and goes, <laughs> "Looks at it," and that's legit. Like, it's yeah. good. It's fine. Then it's fine to do that. Su- you know, but PUBG looks at it and though. goes, "Wait, we use your engine. Yeah. This looks exactly like." what we do you know and like so like at that point it's like you kind of just would get curious yeah and you also would stop calling their support oh, like you sure. you would stop yeah. wanting like uh, are you stealing from us when you're like, helping us yeah it's like epic games you're like i'm gonna stop uh i feel bad about our our you know support lines now all the support tickets we have out yeah. i don't want you to work on our game anymore yeah i mean i get it like it's super frustrating and like and and i'm sure that they've identified things that are probably similar enough that they can say hey you ripped us off. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, you just don't know. It's fascinating to me that, like, as an industry, games has been far less protective of their, like, IP in a lot of ways because of this. Because it's hard to, like, it's hard to prove, like, oh, man, you stole this. Like, other than from a design perspective of, like, if you used Mario in your video game or if you used, like, if you did a, uh, like, Pokemon, like, ripoffs or whatever. Like, where games, uh, indie games people will put together a Pokemon game, yeah. right? And it'll literally be like, these are the characters from Pokemon, but like with a different story, a better, you know, what they perceive as like a better story. Yeah. And then Pokemon Company will shut that down. Nintendo will shut that down if you yeah. use Mario. But along these lines, like this year alone, we've had a Mar- uh, Microsoft getting yeah. like a-, a lawsuit heading their way about a- using a 
proprietary lighting engine yeah. from one of their uh, one of their like previous partners, like yeah. game development partners. Yeah. And it's like, so that's interesting. Right. Um, that that technology like is 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 in the middle of a lawsuit. It's also interesting that this is happening. And yeah. so it's like games is becoming a little bit more protective of their kind of things. Yeah, I mean, where we see this, I think they've always been protective of it, but there's also always been kind of this this um um, there's always been this spirit in games that you want to foster people's creativity. So you think about like the guy who did uh, Sega CD, the, mm-hmm. the remake of it that you can play on consoles. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was uh, – he he did that on his own. He used uh, Sega's assets. Like, That's right. The, that was a blatant like copyright violation. But what did Sega do? They're like, hey, this is great. Uh, <laughs> let's hire let's you. Let's hire you, and we're going to put it out. And yeah. we'll make money off it, but you will too. Like, yeah. So yeah. I think the the games as an industry has has been, which I think is cool, mm-hmm. has been like pretty open to like, hey, we want to foster people's creativity. Right. We want to let them do um, cool things, and if it's awesome, then we'll leave it out there. Mm-hmm. And and even to the point where like, you know, I think it was recently, uh, I think it it um someone had been running old World of Warcraft servers like pre whatever the latest expansion is that changed the map and stuff right. like that, and. At first, I think Blizzard shut it down, but then um, opened up. Uh, um, I could be wrong. Aaron Wright will will uh, <laughs> correct me. He'll burst through that window behind. Yeah, you. <laughs> like fan. Uh, but I believe they then took that um, same like stuff, brought it in house, and like now you can play yeah. backwards compatible, like like old servers. I, Saw I the demand for it, and they yeah. were like, "Hey, this is cool," you know. So it's, it's things like that that it's like. Um, I think Capcom did a similar I, thing with a Mega Man fan game. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, and I, so stuff like that I like. Um, where I think we've seen a lot of people like protecting their stuff is whenever it comes to engines. Like yeah. Because there was a, um, there was there was a, a copyright thing a couple of years ago about um, uh, an engine that, um, I'm trying to remember the exact details. I'm blanking on it. Anyway, there, I think there's there's been things in in the past were like surrounding engines a yeah. lot yeah. because that's the th- those are the things that get passed around. You're like, well, you work on this game and this kind of gets embedded in your code. And if if you're like Call of Duty, where you like you make another game, another version of it, you just take it over here and put it over here. But then if you didn't license it over here, yep. like oh crap, it's copyright <laughs> violation, <laughs> right? And I didn't even realize the code was in there, right? You know. And um, that's easy. Like that's it's not necessarily easily provable, but it is provable. Yeah, it's that provable. it's like, hey, the code it matches. It's yeah, there. It's like the this same. is proprietary code. Yeah, it, it's there. And, and you know, uh, you know, and, and that's where it comes down. I'm not a developer, so like it's hard for me to be like, well, is there that much original code mm-hmm. to where like, are you saying that every lighting system like looks different like on the code level like i'm sure there's similarities yeah. in the way that you build it in the same way that there's similarities you creatively do anything else and i think like it's interesting to me that like okay so this is all not defined no matter how this works out whether yeah. it works out of like yes they they infringed on your copyright or no they didn't it sets a precedent right moving forward yeah. and i find those things about copyright law fascinating whenever we were studying it back in the day even with like music and following a lot of the like the the things these days i mean music is like it's 12 notes right it's like <laughs> okay sweet <laughs> over over octaves yeah it's like you know you can you can change you know the key change it's like how how similar is like to the point of like there's certain songs where um they'll be like oh this beat is from this other song. And it's like, yeah, it totally is a ripoff of that other song. Right. 
give them money, you know? Yeah. So like, and it's like, those things are fascinating to me that those are already kind of defined in other, right. other places in movies and, and music and things like yeah. that, those creative endeavors. But in games, it's like, there's still like this wide open, like, where are the precedents? Where yeah. can you reference a, it's a, a younger industry? Yeah. You know? And like, you know, and I think like, I, it's, it's hard for me to, what's, what's funny to me is like, you know, I think, in a creative industry, I don't know how many people actually purposely rip someone else off. You know, like yeah. what was the case with uh, My Sweet Lord and uh, um, the the Beatles one, where um, they're like Lennon, mm. uh, or was it McCartney? One of them. Like it's a blat- it's a rip off of something else, um, and uh, it was like they just heard this song. Like it was it was completely unintentional, and that's what the court ruled is mm-hmm. unintentional copyright infringement. Right. It's like. That's frightening to me, you know. Yeah. It's like, but then you know, I in think, a lot of ways it is. But then there are the more blatant ripoffs where, like, what is it? The beat from uh, there's a more recent song from from a couple of artists where it's like, oh, the beat from that is literally the same exact sounds, the same exact order, the same exact eight oh eight. Like, it's it's the same synthesizer that's making them, and it's like it's hard to argue that 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 specific beat wasn't like, we're going to take the beat yeah. from that song and put a different melody on top. And sometimes, it's sometimes, yeah. I, I think like, you know, whenever it comes down to things like, uh, the problem you run into these days with stuff like that is that like, um, I, f- I forget what I was listening. Was it was the Halsey thing the other day or a Lord. Anyway, half these sounds all come from freaking garage band. That's true. Like, <laughs> and it, 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 it's more like the vintage stuff where it's like, Oh, I want this to yeah, sound yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, I sure. think it was a, uh, Oh man, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. But it, it was like an old Motown song, and it's uh-huh. like, oh man, you know, we're gonna we're gonna basically like use the beat from an old right. Motown song, put a new kind of a funk riff over it, and sing but over I feel it. Like the thing is, the problem is like, you know, you then you have people like Taylor Swift to use, like, hey, uh, look what you made me do is basically I'm too sexy for my shirt, right? And, <laughs> and she, so pays, she pays them, them you know, and or like uh, hip hop artists who sample other songs, yeah, like they know, like they pay royalties for these other samples you well, know to the, to the point also of unintentional like copyright infringement of like those things like there's been cases where like justin timberlake will be sued by somebody and he'll be like yeah you know what i definitely like th- i think i unintentionally did that i'm gonna go ahead and give you money for this yeah and like pay you the royalties for it yeah. where then other very rarely um do you have artists and the one about the motel I, I can't remember, i'll find out what it is real quick but um they went to yeah. court over it they're like no, no, well, we're gonna, we're gonna hard is, stand in the ground, and the court was like, "No, this is totally a rip." You know, if you're if you're like an Ed Sheeran fan or whatever, like Ed Sheeran gets sued freaking all the time, mm-hmm. um, and I like I don't necessarily think that Ed Sheeran is just a serial copyright infringer. I think he just listens to a lot of stuff, and he writes so many songs so quickly that he draws on his experiences. That's what you do as a creative person, uh, you know. And it's like, so some some cases he's he's one. Um, and, and it's been like, oh, you know, he didn't infringe this. Or in some cases, I think um, he's just paid out some money. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's wild. It's a wild, like, that's a world yeah. that, like. It's so interesting. It's super interesting, but, like, it, and it's so complex, you mm-hmm. know. It was uh, Robin Thicke versus Mar- Marvin Gaye. Yes, I do remember that. And it's, like, yep. literally the beat is, like, a, like. In fact, what was that? Was Catherine, that that? who hadn't heard the Marvin Gaye song, like, we were sitting at the time, like, we were sitting in a coffee shop. And she's like, this is the song, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is the song that it was. It was a ripoff of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, 
that's that's how it goes. We'll so see anyway, what these, yeah, with, these pub, do. with PUBG, we got world deep there for a second. PUBG and uh, and uh, Fortnite, we'll see what they come to terms with. I don't know. Either way, I'm playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. <laughs> me too, man. Um, all right, the next news. This is the E3 news. The two big E3 things that have come out in the last like week. Yeah, uh, Pokemon three, three things, three things. There's two Pokemon things. There's, there's three Pokemon things, technically. Three. And then one oh uh, Fallout thing. All right. So the Pokemon things. Yeah. There's a Pokemon Direct that happened this past week. Yep. And they announced a Pokemon game for this year that's not a mainline Pokemon Direct game. this Direct or a Pokemon? This is a Pokemon conference. Yeah, I guess it was a Pokemon event. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't a Direct. It wasn't a Nintendo Direct. Um, which is hilarious because the Nintendo stock went up after this. And it's like, I guess that makes sense. Pokemon Company is not Nintendo. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, but it's like... It's intimately tied to it. Yes. Where it's like, that's where these games are going to be. So, I don't know. What's hilarious is look, with the Pokemon Go thing, whenever Pokemon Go originally came out, a Nintendo stock went up. Yeah. And it's like, then they realized that yeah. this has nothing to do with the other thing. And yep. they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> they sold all of it. Anyway, so there's three Pokemon games. One of them is out now. It is mm. a free-to-play game called Pokemon Quest. I tried a little bit of it last night. Oh, it's, I didn't realize that was out now. It's very, uh, they call it free to start. That's why they they frame their the, free like, play the, things. They all look like cubes. They do look things? like cubes, and I thought it was going to be like a Minecrafty type of a thing, but any, it's really not. Is it any good? It's okay. I will say it's it's not like I don't know that it's my jam on Switch because it's not like it's super actiony. It's very touchscreen based, um, and uh, and so it may be for a mobile game. What's it, it would be great. Pokemon Quest. And it's not even the first thing that comes up. I mean, it's it, it's. It's very interesting because it's like, oh, well, let's uh, basically have your party of three Pokemon, and they automatically go and run at enemies. It's on and, the iPhone? And you, yeah, it's a touchscreen game on my Switch, and it has like cooldowns oh, it's on, on the things. Switch. Yeah. It's not a mobile game on your phone. But it could be. Is, is it a mobile game on your phone, too? I'm thinking that. No, I can't find it. Okay. If it's not, it's definitely not on your phone. But it feels kind of like a mobile game in that way, where it's okay. like, oh, let me uh, let me have a cooldown on certain things. I'm like drawing in other Pokemon to bring to my party. I'm, I'm leveling people up. I'm kind of grinding past Dude, have levels. Have you seen this Jurassic World Alive game? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It looks exactly like Pokemon Go. It does. I know. It's. I think it's the same. Uh, like it's. Whenever they, the press release came out, it sounded exactly like Pokemon Go. And then I'm also waiting for the Harry Potter version of Pokemon Go, oh um, which is going to happen because I think I literally think Niantic is working on the Harry Potter version. So anyway, um, but yeah, Pokemon Go wasn't the greatest at the beginning anyway. So speaking of Pokemon Go, though, yeah, there is a new Switch game coming out this November 16th. Um, called Pokemon Let's Go, and there's Pikachu version, and there's Pokemon Let's Go Eevee version. Wow. And it is a like a mashup, basically, between a mainline Pokemon game and Pokemon Go. Um, what it seems Based like... Based off of the Pokemon Yellow world. Right. And so it's like going back to the original 151 Pokemon and um, taking those... Like the, the where basically Pokemon Go started, yeah, and then incorporating gym battles, and so you can battle with your the normal way on Pokemon like a turn based RPG style, yeah. But rather than a random encounter um, battle or to catch Pokemon, yep. it literally is the Pokemon Go style of catching. You get to like, oh, there's a Pokemon. I'm gonna go run into them and throw and a throw Pokemon. Pokemon's Pokeballs at them, and like you don't battle them at all in that instance. You just throw Pokeballs at them, yeah. Um, 
it seems like it's such a strange mashup to have of these two kind of different things, but it makes a lot of sense from a let's bring in a lot of Pokemon Go players into the core Pokemon games. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it adds a layer of complexity onto pokemon go style mm-hmm. like the difference is like pokemon go you have to go to real world locations yep this you don't mm-hmm. um but the gameplay is still gonna be similar so that's interesting i think the other like even more interesting part is you can bring in pokemon from go pokemon go into this which makes me be like i shouldn't have stopped playing pokemon Ex- go. that's exactly what i thought <laughs> i was like well i guess i'm getting back into pokemon Gosh, go this it. summer you know Ugh. um but yeah the uh it's so weird to me that we're like there's this whole other other side. I've talked to a few people recently of like, oh man, my little like six year old like niece or nephew, they love Pokemon and they feel like they know more about it than I do because they got into it via Pokemon Go. Right. And so they've never, maybe never played a Pokemon game before and wouldn't know where to dive into a like Pokemon. Uh, mainline x and y or or the uh the alolan games or whatever like it's they have no idea where to dive into that and those aren't necessarily even the pokemon that they recognize because pokemon go started with the original 151 yeah so yeah i feel like this is a genius way to get them on board i also am on a couple of facebook groups for pokemon go um they've been largely dormant for the last like year but uh whenever this news was dropped there like there's so many comments of like well guess i'm getting a switch (laughs) guess it's happening you know i mean i mean we all knew that was going to happen whenever there's a pokemon game that came to switch yeah um yeah it'll be i mean i'll I'll get it like it'll be interesting to see like um how long i stick with it because like the gameplay seems pretty simplistic yep i mean i'm you know i don't know it Uh, seems like they removed a lot of the complexity and and depth from the main pokemon games and put it in like this this odd package well and the thing is like there's going to be a mainline Pokemon game in 2019 is right. the rumor. So it's like, this is a stepping stone to that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is a shorter game. Maybe it takes me less time to collect all 150 or whatever I want to do. It's but- interesting that there were rumors earlier this year that the Pokemon company was like crunching to get their game done by this year. Mm. Um, like b- by the end of this this fiscal year, so that like, hey, we would have something out on the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. We would be able to uh, basically benefit from the popularity of the Switch yeah. in that way. Which is and smart. so they but they were struggling to get the mainline one in the, on that timeline because they were like, we're still we're still a ways out from that. Yeah. So the 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 thought has been, hey are we going to have a Pokemon game this year or not? But I guess yeah. the answer is we're going to have both. We're going to have a Pokemon game this year. It's like kind of a, a, a half measure um, in a way. Yeah. And then a Pokemon game next year that's more like this is the new updated generation. Like this is where we identify what the changes we want to make. Because like the mainline generation changes, they change like art style most right. of the time. And, well, this uh, is going from a handheld that's like super low res to yeah. at least 720p. yeah. And it's know. and this looks pr- really pretty. It's very stylized still, it, but it basically looks the same, like the same assets and arts uh, uh, art style as the previous generation. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, hopefully next year the updated graphics or the updated whatever will be more a larger change. Um. Yeah. But we'll see, man. So that's the other announcement is that like, hey, we've got three Pokemon games. One's out today. One's out in November. One's out next year. Um. And so, I uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, dude, it'll be fun to see like 
What happens? I don't know. I, I'm really skeptical of this first one because I'm like, just not sure if it's going to be for me. But like, then again, maybe it is. Maybe the random encounters, like random encounters in RPGs are always something that turns like me off sometimes. Like where it's yeah. like, ah, I don't want to fight this thing right now. I know, you know. Yeah. You're just like walking through. I'm just walking through the grass. I didn't want to fight this. <laughs> but then, and it's like, sometimes they force you to walk through the grass and you're like, no. Yeah. Um, but like this removes a little bit of that because like there's no there's no yeah. random battles. Well, um, you can only go after the Pokemon that you don't already have. Like, right. I don't have to fight ten thousand Squirtles. That's right. For no reason. Or Rattatas. That's the oh, one you gosh. always see everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's it's like a rat infestation problem. Man. Oh yeah, definitely. It's very. It's like man, this this universe is kind of scary because it's covered <laughs> in Rattatas. Um, the other other. Pre E three news is that there's a Fallout seventy six yeah. coming out. So this is this is this is curious because Bethesda has a press conference. Yeah, and they basically, I, it makes me think that someone they were afraid it was going to leak. Mm. Um, which I don't know how because we Bethesda's, already had the leak Beth- with uh, with Rage. <laughs> well, and Bethesda's stuff, I know Bethesda's stuff doesn't traditionally leak, but anyway, they. Teased this and said more details coming in E3, at E3. Yeah. Like, okay. The um, uh, the reports are from Jason Schreier at Kotaku. Yep. He, like, did some calling around and, like, obviously he's got so many sources. Who knows what ends up happening with, with Jason Schreier? I just feel like people tell him things. Uh, he's um, the best. He is the best. Um, but uh, he says those people speaking anonymously so they're not to damage their careers confirmed that Fallout 76 is an experimental new entry and it is an RPG but is an online RPG. RPG, um, and it has base building, and it has uh, a lot of like the features that you would expect of sur- a survival game. Yeah. Um, and but it's online like multiplayer, and so that's interesting to me. So like it sounds like it's kind of like Ark Survival Evolved or something like that. Yeah, and it's like at first I was like I heard the uh, oh it's an online survival thing. I was like wait is this like PUBG like is this there the Fallout right, uh, right, right. battle royale game that we've all not been asking for? No, I think it's like Ark. Like and what's interesting is. So Fallout 4 introduced the base building aspects of everything, and it was okay. It, like, it was just kind of, it's whatever. Um, I didn't get, like, I got maybe six hours into uh, Fallout 4 and um, decided to stop. And that was, like, I said other things I wanted to do. Of course. It was a busy like, time. Yeah. Um, and this sounds like they're probably going to double down on that kind of stuff. Um, which that was not the most fun. Yeah. You know? And it's like that, that always feels strange on a console, like specifically rather than on a PC a lot of times. Cause like a PC, you can get very exact with like, Oh, I want to put this here, this there. But on a console, like it was, it looked very like, I never saw anyone's like base in fallout four on a stream or anything like that. That looked incredibly like, I mean, they're good. not, yeah, they only, I mean, <laughs> You can't. There wasn't a whole lot you could do with it. You couldn't like, hey, I'm gonna make this one look like a giant teddy bear. Yeah, you know, like you couldn't really do that. Or I'm gonna stuff. build this Starship Enterprise. Yeah, you right, can't. Yeah. It's not Minecraft. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but um, it's it's just not the, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about um, State of Decay earlier. That has some aspect of it, but it's so simplified. Yeah. That you don't have to think about it a lot. Well, and there's where, predefined slots. All right. The base is like you could spend your entire like day like dealing with this stupid base. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, like, why they're making this move, what they're doing. I don't really know. Like, do they need something that like is more persistent? Are they wanting a destiny? Like, what is their version of destiny or their version of uh, some kind of online, always online 
thing. I wonder if this is the Fallout answer or side of like a um, Elder Scrolls Online. Could be that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, well, um, which is extremely, which is popular. I don't know if extremely popular, but it's popular. So I, I, don't, thi- I don't know that. Like, we'll see. Like, Bethesda makes unique decisions sometimes, and they're not always um, easily understood. But mm-hmm. I don't know that they miss the mark a lot. Agreed. I mean, at, at the very least, they usually have a somewhat hardcore fan base that is like For on sure. board with it, you know. So it's like there's not there's there's never like a universal hatred of something that, yeah. that Bethesda really does. I think so. the general consensus is that Fallout fans are excited, but um, like with Jason Frushar's news, I know he was getting a lot of like heat on Twitter for people being like, "No, there's no way." He's like, "I'm just telling you." <laughs> Like, well, that's don't like be surprised. that's like whenever Jason Schreier canceled Scalebound. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just. <laughs> Stupid Jason. <laughs> People would never reported that story. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. happened. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that happened. He's like, guys, I'm not the one yeah, who's I'm, canceling I'm not Scalebound. Canc- I'm not canceling don't this. blame me. Stop being angry at me. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. At A3. <laughs> In like a week or two weeks. And maybe it's this is the kind of thing where they're like, they want to soften the blow of it. Where it's like, hey, we have new Fallout. It's all online. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know. That's kind of what I was wondering about the the Pokemon news too of like, they started that entire like thing by saying, okay, we have a main Pokemon game coming out next year. And they're like, and here's what we have this year. And so like, I wonder if coming out now was to like kind of get people's minds wrapped around the, the merging of the main games in Pokemon go. And then at E3, you know, they'll have like a segment giving, okay, here's what you're actually going to be doing in this game. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like both of these announcements are kind of along the lines of like, here's something just to be aware of. Similar to the Mario plus Rabbids leak uh, via Ubisoft um, last year, where like people saw that and they were like, like no. no. <laughs> and then like whenever it finally like was announced, we were like, oh, this looks pretty good. Yeah. And it was a great game. So anyway. <laughs> we'll see, man. I'm excited about E3 this year. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't know that I was as excited last year. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, it just feels like there's more possibilities this year for like, I don't know a lot of things. Possibilities are endless. We man. know, like we know a lot of things like, so, so Sunny said they're going to talk about four games, which is crazy to me. Uh, Microsoft is obviously, they're going to do their thing where they have a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't know a lot of like, what is coming this fall? Prediction, pre prediction show prediction. Microsoft is going to tell us how many games they're going to tell us about in however many minutes. Mm before they tell us about it. True. They're going to be like, we're going to tell you about 120 games yeah. in the next 90 minutes. I think, and we can think <laughs> about it, you know, we have our prediction show next week, but like, d- does anyone announce hardware this year? Mm. Oh, is there, man. Is, That's a... And what kind of hardware would it be? Wow. Mm. These are all good questions. You'll have to return yeah. next week to find out yeah. what we think. And what we think. <laughs> you can formulate your own opinion all you want. Is that you the know? end of the news? I think that was the, that was the end of oh, the, okay. the biggest gaming news that we had there. All right. Um, that was a substantial, substantial chunk of news. Yeah. Anthem's also got some sort of a teaser campaign that's starting, nah, but it's not going to happen whatever. until Saturday. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super pumped about Anthem. You're not like sold on Anthem. No, because we've seen like a small snippet of what we think is gameplay. <laughs> 
and heard nothing else since then. I think the uh, it was two years ago. Digital Foundry at um, over at Eurogamer like broke that down like to find out. It's like could it have been gameplay? And they were like, it could be gameplay. It also could not be gameplay. Yeah. They were like, it's it's undefined whether this would be actually be gameplay. I feel like that was not gameplay. If if it was gameplay, it was a vertical slice of gameplay running on a super powerful computer. Yeah. We're going to see this thing again, and it's going to be like, you know, how The Witness was whenever we first saw the stuff like about that. Yep. How it ended up being. Yep. Uh, um, it's going to be like that. Not The Witness. Sorry. Uh, uh, Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew which one you were talking about. Was I was just the, like, the what was it called? And I was like, you, you said, the, like, not The Witness. And I was like, wait, yeah, The Witness is the puzzle game. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Watchdogs. That didn't have any controversy over them. That witness no. is just universally loved. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if we even saw that at E3. No, I think it was just dropped. I think it was just like, hey, here's a here's a new game. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we will uh, we'll talk about all that next week because I have a lot of things that I'd love to launch into, but I will not. So uh, we'll we'll keep that in our pockets till next week. That's right. You can find us online at StayInTargetPodcast.com on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777 And I was online at StayInTargetPodcast.com. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's right. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.